0: I'm Cass and I'm Kat
1: and I'm Rashi Lamino, and you're listening to Two Book Bitches.
0: Yay, that was perfect! perfect. Hello, <laughs> everyone who's listening on the other side of their headphones. We are here with Rashi Lamino, the author of Air of Amber and Fire. Um, and we're so excited to have her here today to talk about her new book. Well, not very new, it just it came out a little while ago.
1: Uh, what year are we in now? 2021? Yeah, it came out in March. Yeah, I,
0: can't, I know, you
1: have to, like, what year is it? What, what is it? month is it even? I don't know. I know, it's right?
0: <laughs> time's been, like, a weird, like, warp lately, yeah. but we're, we're getting through it, so thank you again for being here. Thank um, you for having me. All right, so our first question kind of to kick us off is just to please tell us and our listeners a little bit about yourself and about your book, um, Air of Amber and Fire.
1: Sure. Well, like I said, I'm Roshni Lamino. I'm an actress, voiceover artist, producer writer, obviously. Um, originally from Michigan, I now live in Los Angeles. Uh, I guess if you want to start from the beginning, I was born on a cold, snowy <laughs> night. No, seriously, I was born in January, so it probably was cold and snowy. I love that. Um, <laughs> and I guess it's funny, I started, I, I've been a writer for a long time. I actually have a journalism background, went into songwriting, went into screenwriting, writing. And I didn't think I would write a novel, but then we had this thing called The Pandemic Happen, and I had a lot of free time on my hands.
0: (laughs) Good for you. That's amazing. So really, this novel (laughs) was kind of born out of pandemic boredom?
1: Kind of. So it's weird. I love fantasy. Mm -hmm. I love fantasy novels. I grew up reading a ton of fantasy I actually don't write fantasy when it comes to script writing. I usually write comedies or rom-coms just because from a d- production standpoint, it's cheaper to produce. Mm. So I never thought about fantasy because you'll be in post forever, you know, mm-hmm. all the special effects and all that stuff. But <laughs> this is going to be super nerdy now. So forgive me if you're, you're like, okay, you know, my little dork tangent here. I, I always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. And do you guys play? No, no
0: I, we have to, the bang of like, the box or the papers. Or it's so it. funny you mentioned that. We I, never played it though. We, we, we were like all prepped to play it and my fiance really wants to play it. He's been bugging yeah. us for like years. So maybe, maybe this is the kick we need. Yeah.
1: Maybe one day, maybe this is the kick we need. We never <laughs> <laughs> this is the sign, you guys. Yes. Well, it's this funny part. because I'd, I'd heard about it for years. And if you know anything about Dungeons & Dragons, it's like when you hear that somebody's playing, it's too late. The group is already formed, you know, because it's one of those games that they have their core group. They don't want to, like, open it up to other people. So for years, I've always, like, I want to play. I want to play. And, like, I never could get a group. So around January 2020, I was supposed to be in a D&D group. And the story of Jenica, her backstory, is actually the character I was going to play. Oh, so How- cool. Yeah. However... The pandemic hit so our group never took off but I still had the story idea and I'm like I got free time and I really like this character so why not
0: that is so cool that's like an interesting um I feel like yeah conception story yeah. of like yeah I've heard like d you have to create like a whole character like a whole story for them that's super super cool and can you tell our listeners a little bit about the book kind of like the premise
1: Sure. So without trying to give too much away, um, Jennica is a princess and she's going to be in an arranged marriage, but she doesn't want to marry the guy. And she has a very bad relationship with her father and she learns some things about her, her life and her past that she didn't expect. And so it sets her off on a course to find out the truth about her heritage also Mm -hmm. while trying to save her kingdom.
0: Mm -hmm. A nice classic heroine. Yeah. Love it. Strong female character. Strong female character, which always we always love those. Yeah, which we always yeah. talk about on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned um, Dungeons and Dragons, kind of how you got the character. Is there any other um, places or stories or legends that you kind of got inspiration for your story?
1: Oh wow. Like I said, I've I read them all. Patricia C. Reedy, I love her like world building. Lloyd Alexander, I love his characters. I mean, I feel like you know, I mean, you, you probably know, writer writing and, you know, even acting or anything creative, it's always like a conglomeration of,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, what you see and what you absorb. You know, Brandon Sanderson, I love reading his work. So I just feel like, I don't want to say like I pull from people, but you get inspired, you right. know, by how people create and how people write. I always love like quirky characters. I'm going back to Lloyd Alexander here. Like he writes these really, you know, fun, quirky characters. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the stuff I grew up on, you know, and which is probably why I love comedy so much. And there's, I don't want to say it's heavy comedy, but if you've read the book, you'll know that she's definitely got a snarky side to her because I love that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say she's very witty. Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely like shines through that comedy aspect, which is something I feel like not super expected in fantasy sometimes. I feel like the, the subject no, matter is heavy heavy yeah. serious yeah, so she's like she's thick she's yeah. got like some snark in there which is really nice <laughs> to read about I like it I like it. Um thank you. Oh my goodness. Oh there we go. Sorry we have our questions written down here. Um mm-hmm. okay and speaking of kind of like the more magical elements there is I hope this isn't too spoiler there's a language um, used in the novel when they're casting spells. How did you kind of create that? Where did you draw inspiration from there? How did that kind of come about?
1: You know, it's funny, I feel like it's like a double-edged sword. I feel like Harry Potter has sort of <laughs> cursed us as far. Cause like you always want to use like their language but you really should come up with your own system, right? I feel like Latin is probably the default for like whatever people are using for a magic system. You know, it's okay. it's a dead language that's still it has roots. So you understand, like, for example, in okay, I think I know she's trying to like something, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And also, my husband's Irish. So I'll look up a lot of Irish words and be like, but then you also have to be careful, because any Irish readers will be like, Oh, that's not how that word is used, you know, so you do have to be careful. But it sounds cool. So you're like, okay, you know, you just kind of cobble together stuff.
0: Okay, so it's not like a completely like, constructed language like from you it definitely like pulls from kind of other languages into like it's brand new word are you yeah definitely to, like, like celtic language or, like gaelic what G- is it, called? What's G- it? G- Gaelic, gaelic yeah. right like irish <laughs> words like gaelic
1: yeah yeah okay yeah that's
0: that's so those cool. words are always like really hard to pronounce <laughs> i know like, <laughs> tell me cool about language. it <laughs> it's a cool language though yeah. Sure. yeah no that's super cool i love like hearing about the inception of kind of like languages and books like I love reading about constructed languages so every time I see like some new spell system in a book I'm like oh I wonder where they got those words from so <laughs> yeah and kind of off of that just um how did you kind of go about your world building in your story because you know um also not to give away too much different areas in your world have different abilities there's people with magical abilities there's shapeshifters so how did you kind of go about creating that world
1: Okay. I feel so bad because this is going to really give away a lot of my writing process. There's, I don't know if you guys have, heard, have ever heard this. There's plotters and there's pantsers. Have you ever heard this concept? No. No, no so <laughs> go on. Go on go okay. On. I, I think it's, I, I want to say it's Stephen King. Like if you Google it, you'll find out who came up with the concept. Okay. But plotters are like, they outline everything. They know from A to Z what's going to happen. And pantsers are more like well, I got this character and if I drop him in here and then what happens now? Okay. You know, they have this choice. Do they go left or do they go right? Okay. And then they kind of just go with that. I am a total pantser <laughs> and it gets me into trouble as a writer because I mean, I'll write a first draft and then I have to obviously go back and be like, okay, fill in the gaps here, you know, but I always start with, well, here's the character and here's what they want to accomplish now let's see what happens if they get in this situation. And I will write myself into a corner. It happens a lot as a pantser. So as far as the world building goes, I feel so bad because I want to say, oh, I have these grand ideas, but I really didn't guys. It was the pandemic and I just had time on my hands and I'm like, why not? You know. So what I knew I wanted to do was I wanted to have a group of you know, kingdoms or countries in this land that each had a different ability, but I honestly didn't completely flesh out like what each country like like I kind of have an idea of what each country is like Mm -hmm. but I didn't like completely flesh out what each country is until I get to that book Mm -hmm. I know that sounds horrible I'm probably gonna get slammed as a writer
0: Oh,
1: but no. no, no. That's me. I
0: think we had yeah. a couple other authors say like, yeah, we just kind of like sometimes you just gotta gotta go along with what's whatever happening. process works for you. Honestly, right? like it gets exactly. whatever gets it done. Like whatever, yeah. whatever gets a book done. Yeah. In my opinion, not that yeah. my opinion is a high and mighty because I've never written anything in my life, but <laughs> <laughs> dabbled, <laughs> you know. that's so cool. How do you get yourself out of a writing corner?
1: Oh my gosh, have a really good <laughs> editor. <laughs> I have a really great uh, writing group and my co-leader actually, Tom, he's a, he's really good at plot. I'm good at character. He's good at plot. So he'll be like, okay, these holes, these holes. I have to say living in LA, like one of my good friends, uh, uh, my neighbor, she's also a writer. So she was also one of my early editors. And so she also was like, okay, plot hole, plot hole, plot hole. So I, I do have that in my back pocket, but sometimes, you know, you get yourself into this corner and you just, I'm a, I'm a very logical person. Mm -hmm. You know, I took a lot of improv classes. I believe even in comedy, you have to be truthful and you have to be logical. So you can't just have this like, you know, if if something's happening and their back is against the wall, you can't suddenly be like an alien's invaded and and now everything's okay. You know, you can't just, you, you can only have the suspension of belief once or twice and then the audience is like i'm not with you guys anymore so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you totally get what i'm saying yeah, yeah we've definitely talked about that before yeah. we're like this
0: doesn't fit here this yeah. seems a little too convenient But like, I'll buy yeah. It.
1: Yeah. yeah you're like i guess there's nothing else fine you know so when i write even when i end up having their backs against the wall i have to think of okay there's got to be some sort of window so to speak that they can open that makes logical sense right. and if it doesn't then i have to rewrite that scene
0: okay
1: it has to make sense
0: okay so if this was kind of like a story you know that kind of started off in the pandemic how long did it take you from like kind of beginning to like you're like what was the process like cuz you were this is self published right correct okay.
1: yes so yeah. what
0: was that process like for you
1: so let me see the the group probably disbanded march april i think i started writing like early april first draft was done by the end of May. I mean, I didn't really have a a timeline, you know, because it was my first book. So it was like, whatever. Uh, I think my friends were reading it and editing it for me by the summer. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had a goal. I wanted to get it out by like spring of 2021. So the first draft was probably like two months um, in between other projects. And then just waiting for like people to read it and then incorporating their notes. But honestly, I think I had like 17 traps by the time it was done.
0: <laughs> I think it's, I think it's so cool. There's actually quite a few people we've talked to that have written novels like over the pandemic. And I'm just like, that's so amazingly creative that someone could just sit there. Like I, I, it's, it's always hard to wrap my hand around I'm, like, yeah, sitting I and spent just... the pandemic mostly watching Netflix. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, that is amazing. No, that's so So cool. Is it is it daunting to have your friends, colleagues, like read and like critique your critique your work? I always like it makes me so nervous. Even anything I do these days, and I do nothing like related to like creativity or writing. But anytime someone like reads anything I do, or like sees or watches anything I do, I'm like, oh my god. Uh, I mean, I think yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When our moms listen to our
1: podcasts, (laughs) 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 that's funny. I mean, I think for me because I've been. You know, doing screenwriting and stuff for so long out here, you get—you don't get as precious about your stuff, you know. And you also kind of learn who—I don't want to say like who you can trust with your material, but like, I know when I give my my screenplay or my novel to certain people, they will give me honest feedback and they will find the pitfalls, which is what I'm asking them to do. They're not going to say, "Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever." I don't want you to say that. Please, please find. The flaws, you know, because that's how you become a better writer.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. I think that's a good outlook to have. Mm-hmm. I try, I try and remember that too. Anything that like people give me critique, I'm like, it's not me personally. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> this is what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Oh, person- no, <laughs> that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually. It, you know what? Yeah, mom's listening to this podcast. I remember my mom giving me like notes at the beginning of this, and I'm like. Whoa! whoa so yeah, they whoa. give us tips, and you're like, "Oh, you should do this more." And I'm like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> um, of your characters, who was your favorite to write, and least favorite slash most challenging? I feel like least favorite is very strong, but like favorite and most challenging.
1: Favorite's easy. I would say Reese and Farah. Mm. Um, they're like supporting cast, and I always think of them as a duo, even though. I don't know if this is a spoiler i don't know yet if i want them to get together i'm still deciding that one (laughs) they're in book two i'm like i I don't know you know sorry if that's a spoiler
0: i definitely got that vibe though from them when i was like book. i was like maybe a little bit of a relationship this year a little bit of something 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 something. yeah
1: they were fun and because they were they're basically the comedy relief right you Mm -hmm. know so they were a lot of fun to write most challenging. Oh gosh. Or favorite or least
0: favorite? Yeah, you can be honest. least
1: favorite. <laughs> I feel like any of the like the the stronger supporting. So like uh King Hendon, who's the bad guy, or Queen Melandria, because you don't want them to be like what's the word? Not cookie cutter, but just like stock, like you know the stock twirling the mustache right.
0: bad guy. Right. like the, you know the cat villain. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and like. You know it, it's a first novel so I guess I shouldn't be so hard on myself but I love movies like say Black Panther where the villain has a human side like there there is a good reason for doing what he's doing mm-hmm. you know and not just because he's a bad guy and wants to be bad mm-hmm. you know like people people are multifaceted and uh, my friend Tom who I keep I keep uh you know, praising his service this year. So if anybody needs a good editor, Tom, Tom Loveman. But to Lincoln <laughs> bio. His information. Right. <laughs> he'll, he'll get work now. But one of the things he always says is to the villain, he is the hero of his own story.
0: Yes. Right. You know, and that. so you have to think that.
1: about it, you know, from a holistic perspective when you're writing.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I'm like kind of. Well, because everything is perspective, right? Yeah. I'm, like, a little bit obsessed with villains, too. We talk a lot about it, this podcast on, like, morally gray characters and, like, characters that would be seen as villains and stuff like that. I, like, I love it. I love a good okay. You just switch the perspective in every novel. You think the villain's the good guy. Exactly. I love that. Tom, excellent advice. <laughs> <laughs> so, this book um, is the first in the Kingdom Legacy series. So, is there anything that you can tell us about the sequel, maybe some not-so-spoilers, but also spoilers, or any, like, when we, when we can expect a, like, anything, anything. anything
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, so I'm actually nearly done with the first draft now. I was hoping to get it out by the end of this year. Um, Mm -hmm. there are just some family issues that have kind of delayed its progress, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) thank you, um, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know if you guys, do you read any Terry Pratchett? No oh i love him i love him if you if you ever want like
0: yeah, I'm british
1: satire or whatever he's brilliant i i don't even know like i feel like he's written like 50 plus books but um one of the things like in his discworld series he he has like four groups of characters that he follows but it's not linear and you don't necessarily have to read it in order to to follow and i don't know about like you guys but for me as a reader series freaks me out. Like if I see a series and I'm like, oh my God, there's nine books already. Ugh. Like I don't want to start, you know? Like I, I was reading, um, what's it? Dresden Files, right? I think they're on book 17. I stopped after like seven because I just couldn't handle the fact that it kept going, you know? Yeah. A- and so that's just me maybe. I, I mean, some people really love know. them.
0: We, we have a preferred limit to series. We've <laughs> talked we like three to four. That's three like four. our favorite. Yeah. We we talked about this a while we ago, We will too. stick around if it's longer than that, of course. I, I think we're invested. Yeah, now I feel like I'm invested in a couple series and like I have to see it out, but yeah. I remember being younger and being able to knock out multiple books in a series. Now I see like five books, and I'm like, listen, <gasps> that's <laughs> a lot of hours. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, so you, so you get, you get my, what I'm thinking yeah, as I'm a reader. Happy. So I decided for this series, <laughs> sorry series um each will be kind of a standalone book focusing on someone from each of the different kingdoms and some of the like i already said spoiler alert recent vera come back in book two so they might not necessarily be the main characters but like you'll see people what's the word like interwoven you know because it's all in the same general area but it's going to focus on a different main character every time
0: that. It's like a book universe, but it's not necessarily, like, you have to read every single one. You can almost, like, pick part, a little bit. You can read them out of order. Yeah, yeah. you can kind of, oh, you get interested in this character. I'm going to pick up their book. Now, that's really cool. So have you decided on how many, like, books the series will be? In the series,
1: non-series. <laughs> in the series. I feel like, I'm trying to remember now. Isn't it, again, the pantsing thing. I believe I said there were seven different countries or kingdoms, so at least seven. Okay. Maybe okay. more, okay. depending. Yeah.
0: Wherever, wherever everyone kind of takes you across the kingdom, that's what'll happen, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Or like a set date when the next, the sequel is coming out, or...
1: Like... Oh, golly, I have no idea. I'm, I'm hoping now by the end of the year, like I was hoping for September, I think it might be the end of the year, but that's, uh, yeah, we'll see.
0: <laughs> for you. Well, we're looking forward to seeing what's next in the series. Series, yeah. Series, yeah. Non-series. <laughs> series, non-series. Series, <laughs> non-series.
1: Um, I feel like that should be a hashtag series not series I was gonna say start that, I that
0: trending. yeah I, I love it we we've, we've definitely talked about that on the podcast seeing a lot of books and we're like oh my goodness um taking a little bit of a left turn here but you're also an actress you do a lot of voiceover work tell us a bit about that how you got into it I feel like it's so yeah cool. even the other types of writing that
1: you do just yeah, like,
0: like what kind of works do you yeah. are involved in
1: okay um Wow, that's a very broad. So should should we start with everything else you do? (laughs) Right. Should we start with the writing or the the voiceover or does it matter? Whatever you you want. want. It's just so interesting to hear about it. Okay. Well, for the writing, like I said, I have a journalism background. And so it kind of, um, it plays into how I write now because Mm -hmm. journalists are very succinct, you know, and screenwriters are very succinct, like every page matters. And then I write a book and I'm like, Ooh, I'm only 50,000 words, crap, you know, let me <laughs> add in some detail. And then I, you know, have to go crazy on that. So novel writing is definitely different, because yeah. I didn't realize I had so much room to play in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I write a script, I think about, you know, is it cheap enough to to sell? Or is it mm-hmm. expensive to produce? Whereas like in a book, I can have dragons, and I can have pyrotechnics, and I can have oh, yeah. castles and whatever I want, because, you know, your imagination has no budget, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the, um, like I said, I, I do a lot of comedy. A lot of my scripts are rom-coms or, or comedy stuff. I'm actually adapting some of the scripts now also into novels. So I'll have some comedy, like rom-com stuff, and I'll, and I'll also have the fantasy. Probably I'll keep writing the fantasy because I love it so much. But I was like, I have these scripts. I might as well Why do I? something, sure. right? You know, so, um, so there's that. And then as far as the acting goes, I do a lot of on-camera stuff and the voiceover. Um, I got into voiceover maybe like two years before the pandemic. Um, I just, I, I randomly, knock on wood, hope it happens again. But I, I got a role in a cartoon feature film. And I, I think that was kind of the confidence booster I had to be like, I can do this. Oh my gosh, you know. Um, I was very bummed it, it was supposed to premiere in China. This past year and because of the pandemic, it did not have a theatrical release, unfortunately. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. But it's a lovely film, Swan Princess 10, so go see it. What's the
0: movie called?
1: Uh it's I think it's Swan Princess 10, The Royal Wedding. It's in the Swan Princess franchise, so
0: Oh, I used to love those movies.
1: <laughs> They're still going. <laughs> They're still going. So definitely check out the latest one.
0: <laughs> I gotta relive my childhood a little bit. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: So, Thank you. And then um, I've been doing a lot of audiobook narration lately. I actually randomly got into that right before the pandemic. So that was actually my day job through the entire pandemic. It's kept me afloat. And uh, I've been narrating pretty much every genre except for nonfiction. So I've done, I I haven't done any horror either. So mystery, sci-fi, fantasy, YA, historical. Um, I'm finishing up a rom-com right now. Uh, I've narrated my own, so yeah, that's cool. yep, mm-hmm. you'll get to hear Arab of Amber and Fire* narrated by yours truly, and hopefully, hopefully it's good. I've got a lot of coaching, so we'll see. <laughs> I will say
0: you have a very pleasant voice. Yeah, so yeah like, thank you. Things. Yeah, I'm like, I could, I, yeah, I was gonna say I could listen to you like read me a like a book. Or, that's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, it's so fascinating. Like, I, I'm it's so cool. Like voiceover work and working like film and cartoon, and I've always had this, like, weird desire to, like, record an audiobook, so that's, like, it's super amazing. Do you have to, do you have, like, a sound booth and everything you do it in?
1: I do. It's my closet. <laughs> it's not very, <laughs> not very fancy, and, you know, I will say, um, it's weird, but as an actor and as an audiobook narrator, I, I kind of got into script writing because one of my early mentors was like, well, you're around scripts so much. You have to break them down all the time. You know what goes into them. Why don't you write one of your own? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, light bulb. Yeah. And it was kind of the same thing with audiobooks. I'm around them so much. You know, I'm around the, the manuscripts. I have to break them down as an actor. So I started, and that was also part of it, because remember, I'm doing this in the beginning of the, of the pandemic. I was like, I can do this. I can write a novel because I know how to break it down, mm-hmm. you know? So it's interesting how all of that stuff is kind of connected.
0: Yeah, sure. all the skills kind of, like, go together, together into one. I was going to yeah. say, it's a very, like, cool realm to be in. Like, author, actress, voiceover, audiobook, a lot of names. That's so cool. Like, that's it's so cool. titles I was, beside that's, your name. That's it's awesome. super cool. Uh, I want so, to record an audiobook one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> So kind of going back to, um, writing, many of Mm -hmm. our listeners are aspiring writers themselves. So is there any kind of advice that you could give them or, um, any words of wisdom for those people trying to become writers like you?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, I would say, well, two things. First of all, find your tribe. You know, I've been so lucky to have the writers group that I've been in for the last, like, I think four or five years, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, Really good to have like minded people that everybody brings something to the table. Like, I'm a character person, Tom is a plot person. We've got other people who are really good at, like, you know, comedy or, you know, drama. And so, just having all those eyes on your work Mm -hmm. is really, really good in a safe space, in a safe space that you trust the people. And the other thing I would say is, you have to define what success means to you. I think a lot of times people think, I need an agent. I need to sell my manuscript. I need, you know, a six figure book deal. And like everything's different now. You know, people don't realize, yeah, you can get an agent, but then it comes with certain strings attached. You know, you can get that book deal, but then it comes with certain things that you might not want. Right. So if you're like, my success is publishing my book, then publish your book. If it's go get an agent, then go get an agent. But you can define it for yourself and you don't have to do the traditional methods right if that makes sense yeah
0: yeah, yeah. no that, that makes sense
1: yeah
0: like that's good advice just yeah. like defining success for yourself cuz I, I think like that i think you're right it's a lot of people would define success probably in the publishing world as like mm-hmm. oh get your book published with an agent through like you know a traditional like publishing different house. kind of pressure you're putting on yourself yeah exactly but now people i see self published books i read a bunch of self published yeah. books i think they're awesome i always um we're big on TikTok with like the whole book talk and everything. I always see like self-published books on TikTok and people promoting their stuff. So I think it's awesome. And then you did mention you have a few projects in the works. You've got, you mentioned a rom-com in there. Anything you can tell us about kind of what's next for you?
1: Well, hopefully Arab Amber and Fire audiobook will be out by the end of August. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of in QC nebula right now so whenever it gets published the, keep an eye out for the audiobook and then um book two in the kingdom legacy series title yet unknown hopefully okay. by the end of the year and the other two rom-coms and also if you want to hear audiobook narration um you know i just did a, a rom-com for simon and schuster called um shoot i'm blanking on the name um to Sir with love that oh, just came out this summer, so you can cool. listen to that okay. if you want a good summer beach read. I, so, yeah. <laughs> There's into, a lot of stuff out there. I'm
0: into the rom-com lately. Well, it sounds like um, you're just keeping yourself super busy with a bunch of amazing projects. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. kudos to you. I feel like you've done so much over this last year and a half. you really <laughs> use that extra time. You really you it. Never, never. <laughs> kudos to you. What's your, we ask everyone this, and I guess we'll, we'll ask you this before we wrap it up, but... We've asked like every authorist, what is your self-care tip? Just because everyone is kind of like, you know, like you said, a little bit in captivity. Um, everyone's kind of locked up in a way we've never been locked up before. So what do you do to kind of stay sane, ground yourself?
1: <laughs> this is going to sound so dorky. I play a lot of video games. Yes, I love oh, Which that. kind? Yeah, yes, tell us. Oh my gosh, like I love like old school adventure games. I bought a Switch. I've, I've been working out actually using the Switch, but like all the video games, I'm just like, I want to play everything, you know? And I finally got a D&D group. Uh, online so uh, that's been a lot of fun yay uh, okay. actually, that's such a nice little bow to tie
0: this up with guys she got her
1: D group <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we did play a lot of video games right we were big into the when animal crossing came out yes we we oh i
1: haven't played that yet i've heard so many good things
0: yeah that's, that's your on the next on my list uh, okay on, on your list that's a yeah. perfect in um it's one of those games that never ends too so i know I play it forever Just like catch your fish, catch your bugs. It's amazing. Yeah, there's really (laughs) no there's no purpose. I like that though. though. I like that. It mm-hmm. can go on forever. So. can Go on forever. I love games like that. That's amazing. That's a good self-care tip. Yeah, video, I like that. Video games. Video games. <laughs> Everyone's usually like do yoga, and I'm like, oh, yes, I know I can't you don't, do that. No flexibility for that. Video games, I can do. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and chatting with us about air, bamboo, and fire, plus all the other stuff we picked your brain about because you do so many, so many amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, wish you the best of luck with air of Amber and fire. If you guys want to go check it out, we have all of the links will be in the episode description. Um, we will link all of your audiobooks and everything you can find. Um, and we just really appreciate your time. So best of luck with everything, with everything that you're
1: doing in the yes. future coming up. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun.
0: <laughs> Good. Um, we do a little outro. Yes, just Uh, similar to the intro. Yes, and we'll get you to say it. So all you have to do is just say, and thanks for listening to Two Book Bitches. Whenever
1: you're ready. Yes. And thanks for listening to Two Book Bitches. Bye. Bye.